We believe running is freedom and empowerment. We believe running solves problems and makes people happy. We even believe that if more people run, the world will be a better place. We believe in running because it is our passion. This is the Big Peach Running Company Run ATL Podcast with your host, Mike Cosentino. From the capital of the South and where heat, hills, and humidity is not just a tagline, but the truth when describing running in Atlanta. Welcome to the Run ATL Podcast. I am your host, Dave D2 Martinez. This week, I'm taking over hosting duties as Mike has other work-related commitments, and I'll elaborate a little bit more on that later in the podcast. I'll be performing multiple roles, so I do hope I do a good job for you this week. First of all, congratulations to everyone that ran the 49th annual AJC Peachtree Road Race. Always an incredible sight to see 60,000 participants on July 4th. And if you listen to our last podcast, we replayed an interview from last year where we had Coach Bill Thorne before he ran his 48th Peachtree. This year, he ran again and is the only person to have run all the Peachtree Road Races for a total of 49, and he's planning on being there again next year for the 50th anniversary of the AJC Peachtree Road Race. So a special congratulations to you, Coach Bill Thorne. I hope I'm still able to run well into my 80s. You are truly an inspiration and a great example of consistent and smart training. And this would also be a great time to remind everyone to become an Atlanta Track Club member so that you can secure your entry into the 50th AJC Peachtree Road Race. You know it's going to be special, so don't miss it next year. Now there is always an immense sense of pride to stand at the start line of the Peachtree Road Race listening to our national anthem while a fighter jet zooms across the sky. It just gives you goosebumps. So one of the great things about this race is just seeing the diversity of participants from age, gender, ability, nationality. I love that our passion for running or walking brings us together, that it unites our community on a day we celebrate our nation's independence and the freedom we enjoy each and every day. It truly is a privilege. I hope everyone enjoyed their 4th of July. Of course, we have to also give a shout out to the winners of the AJC Peachtree Road Race. This year's winners were 43-year-old Bernard Lagat with a time of 28 minutes, 42 seconds, and 34-year-old Stephanie Bruce with a time of 32 minutes and 21 seconds. Now, this is Bernard's 15th national title, but his first on the road, and he is now the oldest 10K champion ever, which gives some of us, like Mike and myself, a little bit of hope of, of continuing to running for, for many, many years. Stephanie not only had a personal best at the 10K distance, but it's also her first national title. Both received $10,000 in prize money. Congratulations, Bernard Lagat and Stephanie Bruce. Now, you may remember... Last year, we spoke to Bernard Lagat on episode five of the Run ATL podcast, and it was just a day or two before the race at the expo. One of the questions we asked was about his longevity and successful career in running. Let's give that a listen. Okay, July 5th, July 6th comes. Then what? What are you thinking about as we look at the back half here? We look at your calendar. But what would you do as you find yourself waking up on July 5th? Yes. What do you think about what do you do? What do you do to ensure that the rest of your year, year comes together as well? Uh, first of all is to make sure that I take care of myself, my body, to make sure that I can be able to continue because the season for me just started really. This yeah. is my second 10K of the whole season. And as a matter of fact, this is my third race of the season. So 
I still have a lot to do. And so I have to make sure that by the time fifth comes, I've already finished my race on the fourth. On the fifth, what am I going to do? Travel, treat myself very well, make sure I get massage, get chiropractor to work on it, and make sure that the training is going to be continuing as we go forward in all the way till like you know end of September. Yeah, and then you'll be in London this summer. No, I won't be. No, I won't be in London. But uh, I would be basically training for road racing at this moment. Road racing. Okay. And then throughout the rest of the year, when you think about taking care of yourself, what about nutrition? If there was something you were saying, here's something besides the massage and chiropractic. What's the nutrition look like on July 5 and 6? You know what? That is the fuel of the body. Yes. So, yes. And I exactly. know you're big on that. So that is the number one thing because you cannot run on an empty body. At the same time, is that you, you could eat anything you want, yes? But then at the same time, that might not give you the best... Um, you, you're not going to be healthy eating anything, really. But you have to also, within your means, make sure that you eat very well and make sure you eat balanced diet. You know, eat, I eat I eat veggies, I drink a lot of water, and it's also I rest. So those are the things that are important in terms of taking care of the body. Well, and what we are not going to do is run 28 minutes or 28 and a half, or for most of us, even 35 minutes. But taking care of ourselves yes. afterwards and making choices, not just before the AJC Peachtree Road Race, but afterwards and all. I know you're a huge practitioner of that all year long. So now if all of a sudden we're two weeks after the race, yes. what does nutrition look like that maybe it doesn't like look like this evening or tomorrow afternoon. Oh, yes. Or then you go back to your normal. You know, you have the carbs. For for example, I'm, I'm, I'm big in barbecue. Oh, so, my gosh. Exactly. I Exactly. So I'm big in barbecue. So once it, like right now leading up to this race, I kind of cut that. And then so when I, you know, after the fifth, I just feel like I'm going to reward myself with a really good barbecue. So then that is going to be part of the plan because I will be eating red meat here, chicken, fish, and vegetable carbs, all these things that are going to help me, um, you know, train well and be ready to train week after week because you need your body to be the one that supports you rather than you're depleting everything in your body and then you're trying also to use it to get all those mileage. You need the body to help you out. A strong body is the one that's going to get you to perform the way you want, to train the way you want and achieve your goals. Well, and the reason I think this is so important, we talk about longevity, and that's one of the things that your career signifies very much, is longevity. You're still at a world-class level. You have been for quite some time, and the future is still incredibly bright. Thank you. So if you were going to talk about one or two things, maybe nutrition as one of them, it seems like, what else would you say has been that real secret to be able to stay at it at the level that you perform for as long as you have? It's been listening to my coach. Listen, listening to, to my coach. Let me tell you, there's sometimes he gives you a training that is like crazy and you'd be like, coach, is this really going to help me? But then I just realized this guy has known me for 20 years now. Okay. And the thing about that is that you, it try, I, I, then it becomes a question of trust. I trust him to train me very well for what is ahead of him, for me. So, for example, when I was coming to HHC Peachtree, uh, yep. we trained from December to this be is, ready. Is the yes, this is the and, yes, and that is the goal. And the thing is to be to maintain that longevity. I've had a coach that really knows when to push, when to go down in training, and at the same time, somebody also that gives me strategies and makes sure that I'm healthy and not injured, and, and, and we try to avoid injuries as much as possible. What great advice, and it certainly paid off with a win this year. So keep that in mind. Listen and trust your coach if you do have a coach. If you don't, you may want to consider seeking one out if you're truly looking uh, for some performance uh, gains. 
So what a nice guy. And speaking of nice people, we have two incredible guests with us today. They are both Olympians and represented their country of Germany at the 2016 Olympic Games in Rio at the marathon distance. I had a chance to speak to Anna and Lisa Hunter, sisters and twins. They were in town for the AJC Peachy Road Race as part of a promotion with one of their sponsors, Bauerfine, a leader in compression gear and medical supports. The U.S. headquarters are here in Atlanta, and they are also a partner uh, with the Atlanta Track Club, as well as the Olympic Games, the National Basketball Association, and Major League Baseball. Their products are sold in our Big Peach Running Company stores. Now, this interview is not going to be an infomercial on Bauerfine products, so don't hit the pause or stop button. Bauerfine held an Instagram contest and flew winners for a Peachtree experience, which included an entry into the AJC Peachtree Road Race and a weekend sightseeing and activities with the Honor Twins. We were lucky enough to spend a little time with Anna and Lisa before they flew back home to Germany. At the marathon distance, Anna has a personal best with a time of 2 hours, 26 minutes, 44 seconds, and Lisa a personal best of 2 hours, 28 minutes, 39 seconds. Only Anna ran the Peachtree. Lisa is still recovering from a tendon injury and was uh, unable to run, but was able to experience the race as a spectator. And although having an active childhood, neither grew up running until they were about 17 years old. As I mentioned, they represented Germany at the marathon distance in 2016, but there was a little bit of controversy when they crossed that finish line. We'll get to know more about Anna and Lisa and the controversy right after this short break. Fall may seem like it's a couple months away, but training for fall races starts now. As your runs get longer, you'll need additional fuel to power through those long runs and get you across that finish line. Everyone has different needs and tastes, so we recommend that you experiment with different gels, bars, and hydration products to see what works best for you. Stock up and save. Buy 10 or more individual packages and save 10%. Buy a box and save 15%. Club and training groups can combine their discount for additional savings of up to 25% off. Don't be foolish. Come into Big Peach Running Company and stock up so you're long run ready. All right, welcome back to the Run ATO podcast. With us today, two special guests, both Olympic athletes and international visitors to our beautiful city, Anna and Lisa Hanner. Welcome. Hello. Hello. So, based on my research, this is the first time you've raced here in the in the U.S. and uh, and obviously, then the first time you've raced in the Peachy Road Race. Now, Anna, you competed, uh, you know, just yesterday at the at the race. Um, and Lisa, you ended up spectating, and we'll cover all that. Hmm. So, but before we get into your background and the Peachy Road Race, for anyone that's unfamiliar with, with, with both the Hunter twins, um, and they were to do a Google search, the first thing you know that would probably come up, and there'd be several articles, would be about the 2016 Olympics in Rio, and you know how that threw you guys in the spotlight, maybe a little bit of controversy. So in your own words, explain Tell us what happened and, 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 and what brought you into that spotlight. Yeah, the Olympic Games, that was our big goal for four years to qualify there as twins because like Germany has just three sports for three women and we wanted, yeah, we wanted to have two of them. And this was like a dream come true that we could qualify for that. And the race itself in Rio was um, 
horrible. Like I got injured after 3K and um, so it was uh, a very, very bad um, result for me. And also Lisa had a bad day there. So we raced the race, uh, everyone on its own. We just raced, I think, 3K together and then 500 meter before the finish line. Uh, I closed the gap to Lisa again and it was like a special moment between us as twins and as sisters like wow now we can finish this race uh, together this was our big goal and we uh, were training for that for four years so I took her hand and we crossed the finish line and we thought like no one uh, will pay attention to us because uh, like the result was horrible we placed 80th and 81st I think 81 or 81st, 81st and 82nd. 82nd. So yeah. I thought that there are so many women uh, who are faster. Um, but then it got a really, really big story uh, because we were smiling, but it was a smile like, oh, we were, we are so relieved that we are now uh, behind the finish line and uh, like we could, uh, yeah, finish the Olympic marathon. And uh, some people in Germany were thinking, oh, I think they are just enjoying the race and they are uh, not racing hard enough. Yeah. So, uh, but it was it got a, really a big story. Race, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, and you know, you know, 26.2, you know, miles a marathon. It's not, it's not easy. It doesn't matter if you're doing it, you know, and you're kind of just having fun. It's still a long distance, you know, and uh, I think, you know, what you guys showed is, you know, kind of that spirit, the Olympic spirit. I mean, it's your first Olympics. Yeah. You're representing your country. I mean, that's special in itself. And to have a horrible race and to kind of find, you know, a little bit of enjoyment and to cross with your sister, you know, I mean, that's, that's, that's got to be something special. Yeah, it so, felt like destiny for us. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I'm surprised to have read that there was, you guys were kind of criticized uh, by that because I thought it was like, like you said, you were like in 81st, 82nd place. So why did yeah. it, why would it even matter? And just to be there representing and just to cross that finish line, you know, representing your country. I mean, I think that was a special moment. Obviously, a special moment for, for, for you two. Um, and I think, you know, maybe the rest of the world thought, you know, maybe hopefully they thought the same thing. Yeah, it was we got many uh, messages yeah, all positive over the world. feedback from Australia, New Zealand, from the States, Canada. But it was mostly in our own country. Maybe but also it's a bit of German thing, thing yeah. like to be, yeah, you have to be a bit. Um, yeah, but people who knew us, they said <laughs> they, we liked it or we could see, um, yeah, that you gave all and that you just celebrated the moment for mm -hmm. yourself. Yeah. Okay. Well, so now we're fine with it because it's a <laughs> well, it's really huge experience, yeah. the Olympics. Well, it's two years later, and I'm guessing you're going to try to go to Tokyo as well. Yeah, that's our right? big goal. So that's yeah. the goal. That's, that's everything you're doing since then has been to get to back to Tokyo. Yeah. Excellent. So now that we've gotten to, uh, you know, to know you uh, and, and you have a little bit of background on what kind of threw you in the spotlight, I want to, you know, let's have our listeners and myself get to know you a little bit better. So I read on, on, on your website that you guys grew up in a small town, but running wasn't really something that you grew up with. You had other uh, outer, outside activities that you were doing. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, as um, children, we were playing table tennis, also in the club. Um, quite okay, but not German level, regional level. And we were doing some uh, martial arts, and we loved to yeah, play outside, playing soccer, but uh, we never thought about running as a sport. It was just natural for us. And at the age of 17, we went to a speech from a um, sportsman and former musician, and he inspired us, and he talked about running, and we thought, oh, like, wow, this 
has to be the greatest thing on earth. We want to try it. And yeah. So he we said, start running. Yeah, he said, if you want to change something, then start now. And so we started the next morning. Still in um, table tennis shoes, but yeah, uh -huh. that was the beginning. So one of the things that I read on on the, on, on the website that I found kind of interesting is that you know, and you you guys aren't giving yourself much credit because you know you said jujitsu, but you're like brown level jujitsu, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah we wanted to do the uh, black tie, but then um, I got uh, I think someone broke my right uh, finger. Uh, this is not uh, so bad. For, it's not bad for running, but like we couldn't do the. Um, Uh, examine uh, for the black tie and so we thought oh it's pretty dangerous like if we want to focus on running and doing uh, jiu-jitsu because there can be always some little uh, uh, injuries so, yeah so you had to pick uh, one and you picked yeah, running yeah we yeah. picked running so but you also grew up in a, on a farm yeah. and even though you spent a lot of time outdoors i mean you you worked on the farm I yeah. mean, you did a lot of activities you know you know You played outside, but you also worked, right? Yeah, I think it was in fact a good training, uh, functional training. Yeah, functional <laughs> training. Yeah, we were <laughs> really. The forest. Our coordination was very good. We uh, we're not so tall, but we're quite strong because yeah, we had at the farm and in the um, forest, and yeah, we loved it. Yeah, and uh, like a natural food, yeah. like food from the garden, and uh, we knew where our uh, meat is coming from, and yeah. So you grew up very active and very healthy lifestyle. So yeah. that set a, a base for you to start, you know, get competing and, and running. So you mentioned the the speaker, and, and I looked it up, and it's Joey Kelly. Yes. So he's a you know, and I, you know, I'm not familiar with him, but you know, he's a musician, and I guess comes from a family of musicians, and I guess pretty famous in Germany. Yeah, yeah. In, in the nineties, in the nineties, they were like the biggest. Uh, Group, group, yeah. yeah, and like we were totally uh, fans of this group, and we knew every song uh, and every all the lyrics. Yeah, and, and now we've met him, and we're good friends with him. And, and he's like, "Oh, now I'm your biggest fan," <laughs> <laughs> and this is really funny because he inspired us. So he transitioned from being, I guess, a musician to really doing more endurance events, and I and I saw he's done like 50 marathons, he done ultra triathlons, and yeah. ultra marathons, and all this stuff. So it was at that point where he came into town or you saw him and he spoke and got you inspired to start running. So what was it specifically? I mean, was there something he said or was it the lifestyle, the picture that he painted around, you know, that type of, you know, you know, lifestyle? I think it was the fire in his eyes and that like you get to know yourself by running because uh, you are a very long time and uh, many hours just with yourself and yeah you can find your own uh, limits and maybe you can cross your limits and it's something you do for yourself and yeah it's a feeling of independence and freedom and i think this was the thing that yeah was so fascinating yeah, and i think us. also um runners are runners and for him he was this famous musician but when he was running it was like Yeah, you're a runner, I'm a runner, and I think it's um, now what we're enjoying all over the world. If you meet a runner, you're, um, yeah, immediately connected. You feel like, yeah, I it's know him because, yeah. Yeah, so, it, so. It, you know, whatever it is, and I would agree with that, in that 
regardless of what stature you are, what profession, it, yeah. all that breaks down. You know? yeah. yeah, you have a shirt, you have running shoes, and, and that's it. Yeah. Exactly. Everyone still has to do the same distance. Yeah. Everyone still has to train or, you know, or suffer through that same distance. And also for the marathon, I, we love it because we are all on the same starting line. Um, the professionals, the elite athletes, and also the, the um, recreation runners. Yeah, the rookies who haven't run a marathon before or who do it just for enjoying the distance. So um, that's nice, yeah. Yeah, that's that's awesome. So, once you heard you know you know him speak and you said, "That's it, we're going to start mm -hmm. running." Did you sign up for a race, or did you just go out your front door and go running? Yeah, we just go out of the front door. Like our village is really really small, just two hundred seventy people living there. So we uh, looked at the big clock at our church to know okay uh, it's maybe 8 10 uh, a.m so we went then for run and we had no idea how long we run so then we did a little break uh, waited for 10 minutes because we thought yeah maybe for the first time we uh, shouldn't do too much and then we ran back and we looked at the uh, big clock and that okay this was nice yeah so we had no idea of running and then we uh, I think after two months or three months we read in the newspaper that there was a small competition and it was our mother's birthday and we were <laughs> asking like ah oh, we'd like to compete and she said you will you be back for coffee and cake when the guests are coming we said yeah we will make it then she said okay you can go and um, yeah we won our um, age group so and we didn't know that so afterwards they were like we just going back because we have to be on time for our mother's birthday right. and then yeah. a man from the na uh, neighborhood uh, was ringing at our uh, house door and was saying oh i have uh, this uh, medals yeah for you. yeah because you won uh, your age group we were like oh this means we are not so bad because we had we didn't know if we are fast or slow because just I could compare myself with Lisa and she could compare herself uh, with me but like we had no other uh, runner or idea of our speed right yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. well that's pretty amazing I mean obviously family's important so that was that was great that you're, you're like it's my mom's birthday <laughs> I need to get home and you, you forgot about you looking at your time how fast you went or if you even, even placed that's awesome um, but yeah I mean as you're going out not knowing and so yeah. Once you got that medal, and that was your first race, and you both placed in your so well, since you're both the same age, you're twins. So one placed first, one placed second, obviously. Yeah, right. but I think it was like we were most of the race at the beginning. We were finishing side by side. Yeah, yeah. But I, I was wondering. I think they gave us um, the first and the, the medal for the first and second. And so yeah, you have to decide who's first and who's second. Yeah, because it was a small con uh, competition. They had no photo finish or something like that. Uh -huh. Yeah, that's awesome. So at that point, were you like, this is something we should do now and really truly pursue it? Not just because it was motivating, not because Joey Kelly said it, it was something great, but yeah. then said. This is now a passion. This is now maybe something that we're going to pursue. Was that it that you said this? There's a possibility here. Yeah, 
Yeah, and then like we started uh, and running back from school, it was 10k away. So uh, because we had many uh, hobbies, like we were playing music and an orchestra, so this was a, a nice option to have a run uh, in the day with school and the other hobbies. So we decided, okay, so let's just run back from school. Yeah, and we realized that running became more and more important for us. So if we had a table tennis match and the running competition then we felt yeah. like oh actually we have to manage we have to do both yeah. or like but, oh, maybe we the heart said we want to go to the running competition and so we decided yeah maybe we have to reduce the other things to improve the priority running. Yeah. running awesome so after that first race anything looking back now anything you would have done differently i mean obviously you didn't have the right running shoes right you were still using whatever <laughs> tennis shoes you were wearing to play table tennis and and anything you would have done differently what kind of advice would you give someone now who if they were hearing this podcast and they heard the fire and the energy in your voice and said wow that's something i want to do too what advice would you give them i think the best thing is uh, to be surrounded with other runner because they help you a lot you can ask them every question there were also some older uh, guys we guys, met yeah, after and, some weeks yeah, yeah and they were helping us a lot they were coming uh, at the weekend and said okay come let's go uh, come on girls we go for a run we're like oh what kind of run yeah just join us so uh, yeah to have someone who is more familiar to running and I think and to start I think if you have the fire and you feel like I want to go out <laughs> go out and maybe start with two minutes of running and one minute walking two minute running and um, you don't have to do five or ten k immediately but um yeah maybe in one or two years you can say okay well I want to join the pitch tree uh, 10k run or you can start with walking and then you can improve and and try it several times if uh, if the first time is a bit difficult don't say oh I think running is nothing for me no you have to try it again and again because I think uh, if you drink the first time alcohol you won't say oh I love it alcohol is the best thing in the world it's like your body get used to something or to a habit so but you don't want to say that people should drink. no I now I just want to explain that uh, you have to do it regularly that right. it feels normal yeah well true I mean it's one of those things I mean there's individuals that maybe much like yourselves, either because it's genetics or maybe because you had that functional training working on a farm that set you up for success early on. Not everyone has the genetics or maybe the, the base to start, you know, and have those immediate results immediately, right? So it's going to be hard for anyone. And even at your level, you're having still to work to get to that level. I mean, the, you know, your first your, your Olympic marathon wasn't easy, yeah. you know? But you're going to continue to work at it, be consistent, because anything worth having is worth working hard for. Right. right? Yeah. So that's the that's message it. that we want to make yeah. sure that yeah. people know. Yeah. It's like, it's going to be hard, whether it's your first 5K or 10K, or, or, or maybe it's just down the street that you're walking you know, and, yeah. and running. Yeah. But to achieve a goal, you have to be consistent. Yeah, I think that's it. You need to have a goal and focus on a goal, because otherwise you have nothing to train for or to run for. And this goal can be, I want to be able to run for 20 minutes without a uh, walking break. And this is also a goal, and this can be fascinating. And it doesn't have to be the Olympics for everyone. It can be like, I want to compete at a 5K race, and this is my big goal, just to finish a 5K race. Right, and for many, I mean, you know, when we look at, you know, here at least in the, in the U.S., you know, 
we have the reputation probably around the world not being the healthiest, you know, nation. You know, a lot of obesity, a lot of health problems related to obesity and even diet. So to achieve, you know, and cross the finish line for many people is a huge accomplishment. Yeah. That and just because it's a short distance doesn't mean it's any less than, than a marathon. You know, because for someone to get off the couch, to decide that they're going to be more active, to start caring about what they're eating and about their health is a huge accomplishment. And I think crossing that finish line empowers them and motivates them to continue to do more. Yeah, it's a cocktail of emotions. I the crossing a finish line is the best thing. I think <laughs> yeah and you feel will feel so much better if you are active it's like I think this is a, a life yeah, Jerry moment. Kelly Jerry Kelly in his speech he said the time you invest in running or doing sports you will get it back to the yeah double double yeah because you just feel better right I mean I think it's 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 one of those things that's not a like healthy you know, as far as physical benefits, but also mental. Yeah. I think it helps clear the mind. It helps deal with whatever problems you may have. You know, I know for me, if I'm going for a run and it's maybe a stressful day or I'm looking forward because I'm running in the morning, I'm planning my day as yeah. I'm going through my run. So mentally it helps me prepare for what's coming ahead. So I think a lot of people can relate to that. So, yeah. So obviously your sisters, Right? You're yeah. twins, same age. <laughs> so is there, and you've competed and you've already mentioned, we know that you crossed the finish line at, at the Olympics, you know, together. And your first race you crossed together as well. Is there any sibling rivalry? Is How do you compete, you know, and, and also motivate each other? Uh, yeah, I think it's like uh, everyone of us wants to be uh, the best or faster. But there's the thing, there's no jealousy because if... Lisa is doing a really, really great race. I know I can do it too. So this is the motivation. If she sees me running and uh, like winning a race, she's like, oh yeah, my sister, and I will do it next time. So um, there's no, uh, it's like a positive competition yeah, between yeah. us. And we have always been um, compared to each other. We have been at the same school and uh, we, were, we are both studied French. Um, so it was always like, um, yeah, everyone compared us. So this was normal for us. I think also because of playing table tennis uh, at tournaments, we played against each other. So there had to be one uh, winner. Winner, yeah. yeah and yeah, okay. losers, it's, yeah, you're happy and you say next time I will win. And also in training, I think we challenge us and if one is um, faster at that time it has to work more yeah training. you just like, oh, go you're behind her and say okay <laughs> you're doing the work <laughs> I'm just trying to follow you and uh, maybe half a year later uh, she tries to follow you so it's nice it's great to have it doing <laughs> so from an early age you guys were competed against one each other even when it wasn't running when it was table tennis so you guys learn you know early on that there's going to be a winner there's going to be a loser and you learn early on how to do both and do it gracefully yeah and, yeah i think that's stay. important to also to learn to lose yeah that you say okay this is, is a not big motivation yeah. yeah this is not uh it's just temporary like you know okay i uh, if i improve i can get better and yeah and then you appreciate also uh, the wins more if you uh, know uh, how it feels the other way so you take the opportunity that when you lose to learn from it, to yeah. get better, figure out what didn't work, and then improve on that. 
So that's a great message and a great learning experience, I think, for, you know, not only running, but in any competition, but also in life in yeah, general, yeah. right, is to, to keep going, to, to learn from your mistakes and to find ways to improve and to better ones. And you're still the person um, that you are, your family loves you, and no matter if you're winning or not, this is one thing, sports is one thing, but the character you are, um, that is you. And, yeah. yeah, good. So... Yeah, obviously, you're you're playing on the the 2020 you know marathon. Is the marathon your favorite distance? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> What is it about the marathon then that because you, you both have got big smiles? Yeah, and no hesitation at all. Yeah, I think magic. Yeah, I think running a marathon is like living a life because you will definitely have ups uh, ups and downs, but it changes during the race. And if you have a down, you have to be sure. Okay, there will be another up. So uh, yeah, just keep on running and doing uh, what you do. So. This is, uh, yeah, and I think in, in a marathon, you never know you can, if you are feeling, yeah, bad at 20K, you can feel good at 30K, or even if one woman is um, some minutes in front of you at 30K, you know you still can get her because a marathon is 42K or 26 miles. So. And it's more, it's not race uh, against each other, it's more a race against the distance. Like yeah. you feel kind so. of connected with the other runner because they have also uh, to run the 42k. So it's uh, sure you want to be faster than the other woman, but it's more yeah. the fight against the distance and not against the other woman. Right. So I mean, and, and that's one of the things I've always thought as far as whether it's a, whether it's the marathon or any endurance type event, whether it's an ultra, you know, uh, or it's a triathlon or you know, an Ironman or anything like that, is that there are instances in life that's I think that there it's a metaphor for life, right? Yeah. You can have your ups, you can have your downs. It's just how do you deal with that? How do you stay positive, and how do you push past those difficulties and those challenges? That when you are down, knowing that you know, mentally trying to talk yourself, you know, but also realizing, especially in a competition like a marathon, that someone else may be also down, that you're not in it alone, that there's yeah, other yeah, people that yeah. are suffering. And just because you're suffering doesn't mean no one else is. Yeah, yeah. So. And we are always putting a smile on our face, and even if it feels hard, but we think, okay, this can make it just better. If you're smiling, you feel more positive. So we always try, okay, stay positive and smile. Yeah, also the spectators. If you're smiling, they're smiling back. And I think it's a good um, energy that you also can get from right. the Well, and there, there's some studies, I believe. And I know that we, when we teach a class, and we had an episode, uh, you know, a couple episodes ago where we talked about running form. And that's one of the things we focus on is to tell people, smile. Yeah. Because it helps relax. Yeah, you know, it releases. A lot of tension. If yeah. you're if you're holding your your face and, and, and you're struggling, then you know it transfers to the rest of your body. It also uh, you know just that smile seems to release that tension, and allows you to perform better. You know, so that's that's a great tip. Um, yeah, run with the smile. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so let's get back to the Peachtree Road Race. So, Anna, you ran it. Um, and Lisa, you're injured, so you were as a spectator. So first, let me ask you, Anna, what was your thoughts? Because this is first time racing here in the U.S., first yeah. history road race. Yeah. What did you think? I think there was already this magic moment uh, before the uh, starting shot. 
was giving the they were playing the national anthem mm -hmm. and I got goosebumps because it was so touching and then there was the chat flying across the people I was like whoa <laughs> I'm German but it feels like uh, I'm ready to race now and so many people it's the world biggest 10k race I think yes. and was like normally uh, if I race if we race other races there are not so many people uh, with this speed like and there were so many men uh, with me so I was like whoa This is fantastic, yeah, and the people cheering on the course, um, yeah, it was so much fun to race there. And also, I also like the hilly course, like uh, going up and down again and up, yeah. So was that, is this the hardest course that you've done, or is that, Yeah, yeah, pretty, yeah. for a 10k road race, yeah. uh, definitely, yes, I would say so. Because even uh, for me, it was really hard, the last 500 meter, it was down and downhill, uh, downhill and... Um, Like, this is, you have to uh, know to run downhill. And for me, it's easier to run uphill, but downhill, like, uh, pushing so hard if you're tired. Yeah, so this was a new experience for me. And Lisa, what, what is, so you were watching it. Did you watch it at, from the start, or did yeah, you watch it from the finish? Yeah, the start. And I think in the morning, if you go out... Uh, and there's a competition in the town you already, or we already saw the days before, and... Uh, It's a special energy that you have, and people are um, excited and yeah, a bit nervous. A bit nervous, <laughs> yeah. And I love it. I love it. I I prefer to run for myself, but if I can't run, I prefer to yeah, just get the energy and see people how they yeah are excited for the race. Well, the the Peachtree Road Race, obviously, it's. I mean, it's. You know, like you said, unlike maybe any other course, I don't know, maybe Berlin Marathon, maybe it's you have a lot of people out there. I've never done it, but for a 10K with that many people, yeah. there's as many, if not more people, on the sidelines cheering as there are participants on the course. That's pretty amazing. So is there any race that you've said this is similar in comparison? I mean... I, uh, I don't think so. No, only the, in Germany we and have also the big like, marathons, but, yeah, but also the starting time to run so early yeah. in the morning. Mm -hmm. uh, this is in Germany it's never so hot or humid, just uh, in the morning. Yeah, Yeah, but I love it to run so early in the morning because then it feels like, yeah, I was talking with the women who were giving the things after the race and the towels and I was like, oh, you have the hard job today. And I really, I'm so thankful for these people helping at this race because Like, I'm finished now and I can relax the rest of the day, but their day just started because uh, there are so many other runners coming and I think it's really hard job um, to be in the sun and, um, yeah, just to help, not to race, but uh, to help that this race can happen. Yeah, because by time, I think... The last wave started, I think, three hours after yeah, you that's guys started. Crazy, I mean, so yeah. It was like around 10 o'clock, 10.30, I think, was the last wave. So temperatures have probably climbed another 10, 15 degrees. And I know that the alert uh, level changed throughout the, you know, the, the race. So, um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's definitely a tough course because of the hills. And then you also have the heat and humidity. How did you prepare for it? Was there anything, I mean, did you know in advance that it was going to be hot and humid? 
I knew that it's going to be hot, but I didn't know that it's going to be so humid. It felt a bit like the climate in Rio. It was pretty the same. Mm -hmm. Like uh, last week in Germany, we also had 36 degrees, but not in the morning, but yeah, uh, during noon, the day. Yeah. yeah, but it feels completely different because uh, there's not so much humidity. And here you're running and even the easy runs in the morning we did. And afterwards we feel like being in a steam or like it was, we were so wet. Uh, yeah, this is uh, special. And it's good early and um, we're living in the Black Forest in Germany, so we love the mountains, we oh, love yeah. running uh, yeah, when it's up and down and yeah. <laughs> okay, so um, you arrived here you know, in Atlanta several days ago, so obviously you got yeah. to do some sightseeing. What, what were some of the things that you did uh, before the race and, and what did you think of uh, you know, Atlanta? Yeah, we arrived on Monday or Sunday? Sunday. Sunday. And we've been to the Mercedes-Benz Stadium where the Falcons are mm -hmm. playing. And there's also a German uh, football player. Um, this so was really impressive. Yeah, it was really, really impressive. Yeah, then we did some photo shoots with Bauerfeind. And we have been in a skater park. And uh, this was really nice and really hot. And uh, yeah, it's. I think it's the best thing um, to explore a city if you do some running or some photo shoots on different uh, different points. We passed the Olympic Park, and yeah, this is of course uh, we, we are Olympians and we love to get the spirit of Olympic. Um, yeah, uh, um, places or uh, other Olympians. And we've been so lucky, I think, that we uh, were in the States for the first time on the 4th of July. So yeah. we were really impressed. Uh, everyone was wearing blue, uh, red, white things and the big, big firework in the evening. So you did get a chance to see some fireworks. Yeah, yeah. It's hard to miss yeah. because it's all over. Yeah, I think you, maybe you <laughs> have to was, to uh, yesterday, even yesterday, a natural firework, like uh, the uh, uh, flash, the lights. Oh, the lightning? Yeah, yes, yeah. Yes, yes. So I was like, this is special. <laughs> and we tried here the uh, cheesecake. We thought if we go to the States, we have to try cheesecake bagels and yeah also good food good salads oats. and oats yeah <laughs> so, porridge yeah so then since you had a great experience will you be coming back to the states will you come back to do the the, the ADC Peachy road race again yeah, yeah. I, yeah. at least yeah. I have to I have to like it's still on my bucket list <laughs> and like also uh, the big marathons here in the states like Boston that's the birth of the woman marathon with yeah. Kathy Switzer, so we definitely want to race. Yeah. And we also have friends. It was really nice to meet um, Chadwick Bewart. He's from California, uh, an American runner. And he said, yeah, uh, he's so happy that we're now in the States and we should come to California and maybe we will meet at here Atlanta again. So it's, uh, it's a, it's a small community, I think. The runners all over the world, you know each other, and then you go to the States, and suddenly you, you realize, oh, I know this guy, I know her, I know that it's nice. Well, yes, I mean, and that's one of the great things. I mean, Atlanta's a big city, and, you know, one of the things that I've, I've found as well is that it is a small community. Once you start getting into the running community, even triathlon and, and, and just the endurance type of community, it just, it just brings this big city and makes it smaller because everyone seems to know everyone else or there's a connection maybe by one or two different people, but there's always a connection. And I think, you know, that I've seen it here in Atlanta because this is where I started really becoming more of a runner, you know, like maybe 10 years ago. 
and and I'm sure it's like that in other cities. And I think it, you know, same thing. Like as you said, across the world, yeah. it brings a community together. And just as you mentioned earlier, we're all runners. Yeah, when we're yeah. At, all at that start line. Nothing else matters. We are all the same. We're running the same course. We're all dressed, you know, in shorts and you know sneakers, and you know, so it's 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 a great community. Yeah. So I want to thank you for your time. I mean, I do hope that we, you you do come back and visit us. And now that we've both we've gotten to know the both of you, we'll definitely start following your professional career, and, and we'll definitely keep an eye for for Tokyo 2020. Definitely, yeah. I mean, we'll be cheering you now that we know who you are <laughs> and we've gotten to meet you. Definitely, we'll be looking for you in 2020. So Anna and Lisa, thank you for taking time in your busy schedule to sit down with us. Um, thank you both. Thank, thank you. you very much. We really enjoyed it. Yeah, and maybe we meet in Germany one day <laughs> too. You never know. Maybe Berlin is is one of those bucket list marathons. So never know. I could ah. end, I could end up in Berlin. Okay, I'll it's look great you guys one. Up. All right. Thank you both. We'll be right back after this break. Do your feet hurt? Feel any discomfort in your joints or lower back when you run? Your shoes might be the root of the problem. Whatever your fitness level, your feet should be comfortable and your shoes shouldn't be the cause of an injury or keep you from achieving your fitness goals. Come into any of our seven Big Peach Running Company locations for a free three-step fit process, including a video gait analysis. Our professional fitters will help get you into shoes that fit so you can enjoy running, walking, or any activity that requires you to be on your feet. Our 100% satisfaction guarantee will give you peace of mind if your new shoes don't live up to your expectations. Simply return them. No problems, no hassles, no time limit. We want to make sure you're completely happy with your shoes so you can achieve your fitness goals. Visit Big Peach Running Company today. Welcome back to the Run ATO Podcast. Anna and Lisa were such a treat to have and were so accommodating in recording of this podcast. They had just finished a yoga session at Piedmont Park with the rest of the Bauerfine winners. They stopped by our Midtown store to do the interview, then went back to the hotel before heading to the airport. So they were really on a very short timeline and were very accommodating, and we truly do appreciate I appreciate them taking the time to sit down uh, with me and for our listeners. They were kind enough to comment afterwards that the interview felt more like a conversation they would have with a friend at a pub. And that certainly made me feel good about how the interview went because I honestly was a bit nervous because I don't normally do the hosting duties. Mike is much better at this than I am. So I was a little hesitant, a little nervous. I had to do my research and I'm glad that they felt comfortable. And I hope that you guys felt that the interview went uh, uh, well uh, as well. So I know Anna and Lisa, they're probably listening because they did ask where they could hear this uh, podcast. So thank you both, Anna and Lisa, for your time. I had also had a good time getting to know um, you both. So as you already know, and we mentioned previously, Mike had some work-related commitments, and you may have seen some of the work while you were running down Peachtree Road. Mike was picking up our new vehicle and getting it ready to debut on the course, which is why he could not host this week's podcast. Big Peach Running Company now has a mobile unit that we call Big Peach on Wheels. Now, we had it parked by the Moe's in Buckhead, and it was easy to spot with a giant peachy on the side. It's bright, it's yellow, and a big giant peachy, so you can't miss it. You'll see us on the highway and around streets in and around um, Atlanta. So we'll also include a photo or two in our show notes because, like I said, it actually looks pretty cool. I'm proud of the graphics. I had a little bit of input in that. 
And uh, I, I definitely feel like it turned out really, really good. So this is the first of its kind, a 30-foot ready-to-go showroom with over 400 pairs of shoes, socks, inserts, and other accessories. If you're running the Atlanta Beltline's Westside 5K and 10K, we'll be at that race on July 14th. If you haven't signed up, do so now. We'll provide a link for that in the show notes. The race starts uh, at Monday Night Garage, and at the finish line, you'll receive a complimentary beer. Now, who doesn't want to celebrate after a race with an adult beverage? I know I do, and it's one of the reasons why I actually signed up. We'll also be at the Dirty uh, Spokes Red Top Roaster later this month. So if you need to pick anything up before or after the race, we'll be steps away from the start and finish line. We're working to partner with other races in the future, but we're also interested in partnering with corporate campuses, office parks, schools, clubs, gyms, health facilities, or any organization where health and wellness is a priority. You can expect the same level of service as you would in any of our retail locations, but now a lot more convenient. So if you know of anyone that would be interested in having Big Peach on Wheels on site, email us at onwheels at bigpeachrunningco.com. I would also like to thank our listeners. Recently, I was at the Peachtree Health and Wellness Expo, and even weeks prior, I was uh, at the November Project uh, at Stone Mountain, um, you know, just show up event, and had several people come up and uh, had interactions that just wanted to meet, say hello, thank us for the content that we provide on our podcast. And, I, and I've said it before, well, we never really knew what to expect when we decided to start a podcast. And while we can see the number of downloads, we really don't know if what we're doing is of value to you, our listeners. So thank you for letting us know you appreciate what we're doing. And of course, if you have any questions, suggestions, comments, or feedback, we would love to hear them. So share your thoughts with us. Send us an email to podcast at bigpeachrunningcode.com. Of course, please, please, please share the podcast with your friends. This concludes this episode of the Run ATL podcast. Yes, I got to interview a couple of 28-year-old Olympic athletes that, yes, happen to be twins, and yes, very pretty. It's a tough job. I know. Someone's got to do it. Mike will be back to take over hosting duties on the next episode. I'm Dave D2 Martinez signing off, and I hope to run into you on the road or the trail. Remember, may your best miles be those covered on foot.